Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with small cap, small cap executives right after they put out big news. With us today, happy to have him back because he's got really big news. Spiro Curry, CEO of TGS Esports, as you can see behind him, trades on the venture under TG, TGS and for friends in Europe, 5RH on Frankfurt. For those who are new to the story, and that's going to be a lot of you because volumes are climbing, prices climbing, and therefore that attracts a lot of attention. Uh, TGS in the esports business, but more importantly, they're, they become a leader in esports events, sponsorship, production. All right, they're putting on tons of online esports tournaments per week. But more importantly, I love the fact that their tournaments are sponsored by some big names like Pepsi, Red Bull, Shaw, Cable, Shaw Cable, 7-Eleven, uh, you name it. And they're doing it for, uh, they're doing broadcasts of live esports for NHL 20, or I guess maybe that's, I don't know if there's an NHL 21, yeah, Spiro's going to tell us. NBA 2K, Fortnite, COD, you name it. And they're feeding their great content onto any platform or TV station. So they got Twitch going, going well, and Jinx Esports TV. They've got it all covered. And the big news is, I'm going to read the headline, TGS announces upsizing of strategic finance to $2 million due to strong investor demand. Spiral. Mm-hmm. Welcome back, $2 million man. How are you? <laughs> Thank you so much. Yeah, it's a pleasure to, pleasure to be back, especially with uh, with some good news for sure. Hey, first of all, before we get into the news, man, how good do you and your team around you feel right now, knowing that you announced a million-dollar private placement and you've upsized, you've had to double that? How, how good does it feel to know that the industry is now taking note of the, of the company and, and stock is in demand? Yeah, it, it, it feels great. I mean, um, validation, right? Like you, you put in all these long hours and hard work and, and our team works tirelessly to, you know, build this company and get us to a certain level. And so um, when when investors in the market, you know, believe in that as well, um, it's it's validation for, for the hard work. So we feel really good. Um, you know, we, we have, we have plans to, to grow and to scale. And so anytime you're able to, um, satisfy that, you know, via, um, a strategic investment like this, um, it just allows us to get to the next step a lot faster. So we had a, we had a team meeting last night. We have them every, every Monday night. Um, and the, uh, the energy was, was really high and, and super positive. And, um, we're, we're really excited at, uh, at the future. What does this also say about, cause look, I think guys like you and me, um, you're a pioneer, obviously, on the esports side, on your side of things. We were pioneers on the esports side on, on messaging communications back in 2016. People thought we were insane, right? What What do you think it means for esports, the common person, the layman investor out there, the traditional investor, to see this kind of demand? Is it have we now got that point where people get it? Esports this decade most likely is going going through a paradigm shifting, parabolic growth rate. Totally. Yeah. And, and I think um, I, I do believe, you know, the pandemic has had an effect on that just because um, eyeballs are just more like they're just more there. They're everywhere. They're looking. Um, there's only so much TV people can watch. And oh, so I'm sick looking. of TV. I don't even bother. Right? Yeah, exactly. Right. So like, you know, you're, especially when there weren't pro sports, like you're looking at Netflix that dries up quickly, Crave. Um, you know, HBO, whatever, those things drive quickly. And so, you know, Twitch, for example, is a platform where it's 24 seven live content. So it's not like you're watching something, you know, binging a series, you can literally go on there anytime and watch live. And so um, more people than ever are watching, and definitely more people than ever are now educated. Um, You know, 
there's been a lot of things that have happened over the past, you know, eight or nine months coinciding with, you know, the unfortunate circumstances around the pandemic that have led to this. But, you know, number one, right off the bat, when it started, um, you couldn't find the Nintendo Switch anywhere. Like they were sold out everywhere. Um, you know, parents were looking for something um, not to babysit, but to help, you know, uh, I have a two and a half year old and it's the same issue. It's like during the day, randomly, it's like, you know, there are things that you need to do to satisfy a child who needs that attention. Um, and so uh, those sold out. You know, fast forward a few months, uh, October, November, uh, the new Xbox and the new PlayStation come out. Those are literally sold out the second they hit the shelves. And PS5, so, there are, man, people are paying a crazy amounts of money, two, three, four times the, the sticker price. Oh, it's insane on Christmas. eBay. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and so you look at stuff like that and it all kind of combines into just more eyeballs. Um, from an investor perspective, uh, there have been companies that have listed and that have done financings that have done very well. Uh, you know, Fans Unite, uh, Luckbox is another one, you know, L-U-C-K, uh, amazing ticker, um, them, uh, even GameStop. Like, look at what GameStop's uh, stock has done over the past couple of weeks and, and the influx that they've seen. Um, so, you know, gaming companies in general have more eyeballs on them. The industry has more eyeballs on them. And then therefore, um, it's the educational process is, you know, a little bit simpler. So, uh, by the way, that's pretty cool indication of who you are, though, I got to tell you, because I was at some point going to allude to the fact that the whole industry is really getting flushed with, you know, really become liquid with cash. But I wasn't going to name names because this is your interview, your company. Mm-hmm. And there you are naming the company you just named. I think that's really cool and shows that the esports digital mentality is a different one than the uh, bricks and mortar mentality. And they so that, and, and true. you. There's, there, it's, you guys are flush with cash. So let's talk about it. Uh, $2 million. Mm-hmm. Other than sending me $1.5 million of that, what are your plans? What are your plans for uh, with the proceeds? What, what, where are you going to allocate that? What are you, and what are you really excited about where you say, hey, George, I finally have the budget to do these one or two things that we mm-hmm. know are very important to the company. We can finally do them. What are they? Yeah. So um, there, there are a few, a few things. So number one, um, you know, we, we've built this amazing company. Um, we still believe there are people out there that haven't interacted with us yet. Um, and so we're, we're definitely going to invest a, a lot of it into, into marketing and promoting the brand, promoting TGS, what we do, who we are, how you can interact with us. And that's across the board, just getting our brand out there a bit more. Um, secondly is, is something that's super close to, you know, our, our successes is Pepper Software. And so uh, we recently hired an additional developer. Um, The list of companies that want to engage with the software is growing by the day. And so uh, as we get closer to launch, we do feel like there's opportunity to expedite that process. And so we are gonna be bringing on additional support to help um, increase uh, the workload on on the Pepper software to try to get it out, even if it's a week or two sooner than originally anticipated. Um, So we're gonna hire some more developers. And then of course, uh, with software, when it goes out, there's a ton of maintenance that gets done on a regular basis. So having a few more developers on our side to handle that initial influx is gonna be really important. And then lastly, from a TGS uh, perspective, um, we've already hired in the past month two people and we need to hire about two to four more. Um, we have uh, events pretty much every day at this point. Um, and wa- that's why I want to ask you, yeah. you know, do you have to deploy, are, you, are your marketing and sales guys working really hard to bring those events in or are you at the, pound, or at the point where you're just getting inbound calls saying, hey, Spiro, this is George from Agoracom, need to do a tournament for my, uh, for my members and investors Let's go. Or what, yeah. or mix of both or you get more inbound just because your name getting out there. I, I would say it's like 
it's probably 70-ish percent, 75% inbound. And then the, wow. the rest is made up of, of That's outbound. That's great, man. Yeah, it's, 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 so in the month of January, we have 26 events that we are producing. Only three of them are put on and branded gaming stadium events. The other 23 are all third-party partners that we're working with, right? Or partnerships that we've engaged in. And so when you have 26 events in a month, you're talking about um, registration, you're talking about facilitation, communication, broadcasting. So our team is bursting at the seams. And so um, on the production side, for example, we had two production studios set up here in Vancouver. We just bought the equipment to set up a third because we have so much production nice. work coming in. Love we, that anecdote. Yeah. yeah, and so when we talk about scale and using these, these proceeds to scale, you know, with every new opportunity that comes in the door, you need people to activate on that opportunity. And so uh, we're basically at capacity right now. Um, we're looking to bring some more people on board. Um, and so this is going to help us scale. And, and hopefully, you know, we have 26 events in a month. You know, we want to have 40 events in a month, 50 events in a month. Um, but to get there, we need the, the actual people to facilitate. And then, of course, um, having it all live in the Pepper software makes our life a lot easier. So it's all going to kind of over the next two months, uh, all of those things are going to come to a head. Yeah, let's talk about that because that's a perfect segue into Pepper. Look, you know I'm dying for Pepper <laughs> Esports to go. Why? Remind everyone at home, I don't want to steal your thunder, but how I in our last interview or maybe the one before, I love the way you explained it. It's a platform. It's like Twitter. Everything you need is just there. You want to mm -hmm. post, it's there. You want to reply, you want to create a list, you want to post GIFs, images, it's all in one place. That's what you guys have done for the esports for the mm -hmm. esports tournament world. And let's talk about how that makes life easier for me because I don't got to go cobble it together anymore. Yeah. So um, the, the biggest pain point of a player and or a tournament organizer right now is the usage of multiple pieces of software to play in an event. Um, sometimes it's three, sometimes it's four, sometimes it's five, and right it can now. be super cumbersome. Um, what, what Pepper does is it brings that whole experience under one roof. And so now the place where you register and set up an account is the same place you're going to actually play in the tournament. It's the same place you're going to communicate with the people who are running the tournament. And it's the same place where when the tournament's over, if you win, you're going to get your, your prize payout sent to you all in one roof. And so you don't have to worry about multiple accounts and logging in every time and setting up and blah, blah, blah. Um, this allows all that to happen under one roof. So, uh, it's, it's pretty revolutionary. And like I mentioned early, like we're, we're out there and we're talking to brands and to partners about them utilizing this software as well. And the list of people who are ready to use it is just growing by the day. And so um, hiring a couple additional developers uh, to be able to expedite the process is going to make uh, life better kind of for everyone because, you know, people because are chomping. The platform, at the all the, work, the platform is going to do all the work right now. You're helping yeah. forge with, Okay, there's an email list over here. There's a prize thing over here. There's some branding over there. Mm -hmm. And that means your team is operating uh, suboptimally for now because you're just getting through. With my but once Pepper goes live, it's like, hey, George, you want a tournament for two Agorcom clients and their shareholders? Yeah, go right to the platform mm -hmm. and do your thing. Mm -hmm. Efficiency goes through the roof. Um, you know, the, the amount of hours that our team spends um, porting data over, or um, even prize payouts. Like again, you know, each event is going to have anywhere from you know one, three, five, ten, sometimes twelve winners. And now we have to manually pay each and every one of them through PayPal, right? And so having a platform that will automate that process, oh. we're talking about hours and hours saved 
Um, and then that allows our team to use that time more efficiently to work on other projects. So with Pepper, not only will we be able to cut time, but we'll be able to add additional partnerships and events without having to increase bandwidth because of the savings over time um, by not doing those manual processes. So, um, and, and I think yeah. bringing on, bringing on uh, customers is going to be a lot easier because look, you've got, a, here's a Gorecom. We've got 60 clients, right? And we've had a number of them talk about the possibility of doing, you know, it, shareholder engagement beyond what we do right now, which is great, but we want to go to another level. Like, how do we do it different? Esports tournaments is something I've been talking about for a year and a half. I say, man, if I could do a Gorecom esports tournaments and once a week have two clients, but I've not been able to do it mm. because I haven't been able to find a platform. So mm -hmm. once Pepper is up, look, just the likes of a Gorecom, and I can imagine how many other tradition, you know, how many other companies that can't go through the hassle, don't have the time mm -hmm. are going to be coming on. So I think that's going to be a massive, you have, you have any sense what the pipeline looks like for pepper and, you know, companies that are interested and want to get going on it. Does it, do you, is that, or is it too early to know? No, for, for sure. So um, in terms of timeline um, it, it's, it's in a closed beta right now. Um, we're looking at end of February for like the first version to be released. And then there will be features constantly added. Sure, of course. So end of February, again, the hope is we can potentially expedite. So that's something we're exploring right now. Um, and then in terms of, of, of like users, so we've got, a, we've got a pretty good list of people. Um, we anticipate when it launches, we'll have somewhere in like the low six figures ready to go day one. Um, if you look at TGS alone, I mean, if you look at TGS alone, <laughs> we, we, we pulled some stats. And so when, when we switched to online, which was the middle of March, between then and January, we've run over 100 online tournaments in about nine months, <clears throat> and we've interacted um, with over uh, 40,000 unique people. And so um, when you have that many people already just from us, it sets an amazing foundation. And that's part of the key. Like, we're not building um, a software a platform and then hoping users come. We have a baked in audience of users that are ready to convert day one. And then on top of that, when you add, you know, the high schools and universities that we're working with, you add our, our, our partners on events like the Women's Carball Championship and the Calrissian Cup. Um, you know, you add our partners in Mexico that we're working with. You know, you start to add all these people together and it gets up to that, you know, 100,000 mark um, pretty quickly. So we're confident day one, um, we'll be able to have a bunch of users on the platform. And then it's just a matter of stress testing and making sure that it's able to handle, you know, the influx at the start. Uh, you mentioned Calrissian Cup. Mm -hmm. uh, that was pretty cool. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to read it off here because I'm not going to pretend that, you know, I know. But Calrissian Cup, a first of its kind Star Wars Squadron series. Mm -hmm. Featuring a... So that cool, that's cool on its own. Yeah, I'm a huge uh, Star Wars guy, yeah. So. Featuring a record $15,000 prize pool. Mm -hmm. Who came up with that prize pool? How successful uh, has it been? Yeah, so... Um, one thing that we've kind of noticed is uh, in traditional esports, you know, people run the same games, right? Call of Duty, Counter-Strike, Fortnite, you know, the list goes on. Sure. Um, there are new games coming out all the time that um, are looking for a, a competitive market. And so Star Wars Squadrons, which was a five on five pilot game. So you pilot your own, um, you know, your own plane and you're trying to do, to do an objective in the Star Wars universe. It just came out in October. And there have been a couple of events, but no one really said, okay, 
we can set the barrier or we can set the foundation of what competitive esports is for this game specifically. And so we work with a couple other groups and we basically laid the foundation. It's a 10 month series with, with an event every single month. There's a prize pool for every month. And then in October, the winners will basically play in this grand final championship. Yeah, kind of like um, what we see on Jeopardy. You have the biggest champions coming back yeah, to play for the Come back to finale. play. Yeah, exactly right. Esports Jeopardy. Esports Jeopardy, yeah. And so, um, and so uh, this is the first major series for this game. And uh, the developers of the game actually were super excited about it. The creative director of the game, he was watching and live tweeting pretty much the whole weekend. And if, if you look, they actually originally announced that they were gonna do an update to the game this past weekend. They actually pushed that update live today because they knew that our event was happening and they wanted to wait until after the event to not mess with the people who had sure. been practicing and oh, training. Yeah, that'd and so, be suicide. yeah, and so what we've done is we've actually built the first um, and only professional series for Star Wars Squadrons. And when we look at that, we look at the Twitch numbers that we did, we look at the broad, like it was insane. Um, we, we, we've actually, since we announced it, been approached by a couple other smaller developers who are building esports games that are now saying to us, Hey, how could we partner with TGS to build a series around our title to really raise the profile of that game, as opposed to just making the game and hoping the community likes it and takes it on. So it's a pretty interesting opportunity. So the squadrons itself was phenomenal. Calrissian cup, you know, it was event one of 10 and it was a phenomenal. Um, but it's also led to us kind of saying, Hey, we can create our own, you know, foundation of esports events going forward with niche games, and and that's what we're looking to do as Smart. well. Now. That's why, you know, that's why in the in the social network, the move about Facebook, you know, you don't know what you have until you've had a little time with it to figure out what you really have. At the end of the mm -hmm. day, mm -hmm. great ideas like great ideas like that come up. Um, switching gears a little bit, last question or sub last question, but uh, high school um, and universities have played a big role in esports. Uh, especially down in the U.S., mm -hmm. where teams are created, uh, leagues are created. In fact, some I think last I saw, and it was a year ago, there are over fifty or sixty colleges in the U.S. that were offering esports scholarships. Mm -hmm. So that's how big it's gotten. It's probably, and I got to imagine it's over hundred by now. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. How are you guys doing on that side? Do you have any plans to partner? Uh, you know, you've talked about in the past, but part, partner on educational pro, uh, programs to that can be offered to students. Yeah, totally. So um, step one for us in establishing a, a foundation or a relationship um, is, is helping the, the schools, again, secondary or post-secondary, put on events. And we're, we're doing that consistently. We're, we're proving that we're adding new partners every day. Um, so that's that's great. Then the next question is, okay, well, how can we make this an educational opportunity? And so there are a couple of things that we're working on that are, are pretty exciting in our opinion. Number one is we're working with a high school, a British Columbia high school, um, to launch a program in September. Um, it is a paid elective program where wow. it's an esports business uh, program. Now, the beauty of, of the relationship is the school may not have the ability to provide the infrastructure. And so what we've been able to do is leverage our amazing partners like Memory Express and actually build a program where the equipment is built into the fees that the students pay. So the students will pay a fee to take a paid elective. And as part of that, TGS will provide all of the PCs, all of the monitors, all of the peripherals in an area within the school. 
and also help build out the curriculum for that esports business program. And then now the students who are playing in these leagues will actually have a place where they can take a class, but also train on, on campus as opposed to, to going home. Um, so that's really cool on the high school side. And then on the post-secondary side, we're working with a university group right now. Um, and sorry, I, I can't say names, but um, we're working with the university group right now. And we're actually building a 12-week, um, we're actually building a 12-week um, online esports business curriculum where it's one week, uh, one hour a week of in-person sessions and then a two to three hour like take home homework assignment. Uh, so it's 12 weeks. It, it, it'll end up in some sort of diploma in esports business management. Um, and we're actually building that curriculum as we speak, planning to launch that in the fall as well. So um, hey, I'm going to throw yeah. my hat in the ring to be part of that curriculum somehow, some way, you know, as a as a pioneer in, uh, in, in discovering esports and all that, that would be great to be a part of something like that. Yeah. Yeah, no, for sure. I mean, listen, all, all partners are welcome. Um, I think for the schools, this is such a new area for them. Uh, the one thing that we're taking really to heart is there, there are schools out there that are offering programs and a lot of them are, are phenomenal. Um, but what we're doing is we're really focusing on like on, on the grassroots. We're really focusing on like the nitty gritty. So we, we, we basically have broken our curriculums into three main topics. Number one is event management. Number two is sales and marketing. And number three is production. Because typically, if you want to have a career in esports, whether it's at EA, Riot, Blizzard, whether you want to run your own tournaments, like those are the roles that are the most needed. And so laying that and giving that information um, is, is a really, really nice way for, for students to be able to then go to a job interview and say, oh, yeah, like I took this course and I learned about this specific thing, as opposed to like learning how to run a pro team or, or, or learning how to, you know, to do um, marketing in esports for a third-party company like, like a Red Bull, for example. This helps lay the foundation for those that really want to make putting on esports events a career. I could see, let's put this way, I could easily see in the next five years uh, job, job descriptions going out uh, for, you know, company event coordinators and things like that that mm -hmm. must have esports planning experience. There's no doubt about it because mm -hmm. it is the one of the most is one of the most newest and most powerful ways to engage customers and whatever your audience is at the end of the day. So there might be some people at home shaking their heads saying, oh, that's crazy, but uh, I can see it clear as day. And I'm usually pretty good at seeing what's gonna be coming five years down the road. <laughs> yeah. And uh, I can see that, right? I, I can see that being a really important uh, part because uh, look, Agoracom started doing these things called Bay Street Hold'em tournaments 10 years ago. People thought mm. we were crazy. The engagement mm. was through the roof. And mm. that was before there was anything digital. So I. And I saw how powerful it was. So for you guys and me now, you know, training people to do those kind of things and go out there. Are these, are these programs going to be TGS branded? So at the same time, you're going to get some good branding power out of that? They'll be school branded um, and where opportunity lies, we will co-brand. So basically yeah. every, every school, every district, every pro-secondary institution has rules around sponsorship and brand integration. And so some schools are really open to having, um, you know, sponsors or brands be involved. Some it's like against the policies of that district to have any co-branding anywhere. And so we'll work with them um, yeah. at the end of the day. Like if our brand isn't there, we'll get involved in other ways. Like we can help, um, you know, find find the 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 
educator or the facilitator of the event. Um, we can come in and do a guest, uh, you know, a guest speaking, you know, maybe come in one week and actually be the lead. Um, and then for local schools, you know, we've got the facility in Richmond. So once COVID's over, we can actually host people at the facility to take it a step further. So um, obviously we want our brand to be a part of it and it'll be in partnership with, um, but the extent of that is, is basically flushed out over time. Um, one thing I did want to quickly mention, you know, when, when we talk about the jobs and you were mentioning the job market, um, there's a Twitter account uh, for a company called Hitmarker. Uh, Hitmarker, I believe, is based out of the UK. It is an esports specific job um, um, platform. So similar to like a monster or um, in, in Look Indeed. Look at that. But they're focusing um, strictly on esports. As of the, I saw a tweet this morning, wow. they had 8,000 job listings. And so if Smart. people don't believe in it, go look at Hitmarker and you can see all the global opportunities that are available in this industry. And a lot of them are those entry level kind of positions that we're going to educate people for. Anytime we have a job posting, we post it on, on Hitmarker. Hitmarker has grown insanely. So again, if people don't believe that it's a real thing, there are 8,000 jobs currently listed um, on Hitmarker's website. Uh, uh Look, I could talk to you for another hour because we know how how big esports is going to be. At least you and I have a pretty good idea mm -hmm. and a lot of people watching. So we'll save more for next time. But before we sign off, is there anything you want to, uh, you know, anything maybe that we haven't touched on that you want to impress upon uh, your shareholders, the investing audience uh, with respect to the company and, and maybe how you feel about the, uh, 2021, given you're off to such a great start already? Yeah, thank you. I mean, I mean, January has really set the tone for our company into what 2021 is going to look like, um, you know, packed calendars every month, uh, you know, putting on lots of production and lots of events. Um, I think for us, you know, when when we're ready to, to unveil and, and unroll Pepper uh, coming up in the next, you know, eight weeks here, um, and we, we can combine that with the experience we have, like we believe we're presenting an unparalleled esports experience. And so for us, um, we just want to engage with people. We want to talk to people. We want to educate people. So, um, you know, if anyone out there has any questions about the space, doesn't matter if you're an investor or not, doesn't matter if you understand the industry, doesn't matter if you've ever played a game in your life. Um, that's what we live for. We live to talk about this industry and, 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 and be able to, to, to share the knowledge that our team has with everybody that's out there. So I would just say, um, if people don't know what this industry is and want a 101, if it's people have one. kids that play, just just reach out to us. We always love to have those conversations and we can provide resources and point people in the right direction um, to make sure they understand kind of what we're doing and how important it is to the overall video game ecosystem long-term. Uh, Spiro, congratulations, buddy, on what you guys have accomplished since last Thank time you. we spoke and, and getting 2021 off, 2021 off to a great start. I can't wait to see how many times we're going to have you back on, but I have no doubt it's going to be a lot. I hope. And, uh, and we'll be happy and we'll be happy for it. Appreciate it, George. Thank you so much. For everyone who's been watching at home or listening by uh, your favorite podcast uh, platform, either Spotify, Google, or Apple, or, or any other platform, you the Spiro Curry. He's CEO of TGS Esports, trades on the Venture Exchange on the stock symbol TGS. And for our friends in Europe on Frankfurt 5RH, You've watched what he had to what he's had to say. You've heard what he's had to say. Organic growth. You see now the company's on 26 uh, tournaments in January. Financing is coming in, growing by acquisition as well because of the Pepper Esports deal. That that platform is about to go live. They're hitting on all cylinders, so it's time for you to do your due diligence.
get to Agoracom. There's a reason why their $1 million private placement got doubled to $2 million oversubscribed based on demand and they had to lift that. So you've got to figure the market knows something, but you've got to do your due diligence. Get to Agoracom, look at company's profile, and then make sure you get over to the TGS website. Check it out for yourself, feel it, watch some of the videos, see all that. And I might actually uh, advise, watch the last couple of interviews that I've done with Spiro because everything he said he's going to do, he's done. And it's just the beginning of 21 and there's a lot of good things coming. So do your due diligence. Don't say we didn't tell you so. Have a great day. See you next time.